Hello, and welcome to Divine Chaos, our very first episode. This is the podcast where we're learning to live awake, exploring psychological blocks that get in the way, and leaning into the divine chaos of the jacked up journey that is our life. I'm Janine Miller Delaney, and here's my co-host, colleague in psychotherapy, friend and spiritual sojourner, Ruth Friend. We both want to invite you into this moment in space where you can take some time to release, at least for a while, all of your judgments and expectations of yourself. Come here into this holy instant with us and just breathe here now. And remember, you are as love created you. There's nothing you need to do and nothing you need to fix. This is your time to just be and breathe here with us and with love itself. Ah, okay, I'm ready to just be and breathe. Mm, Me too. (laughs) So now as we begin this first episode, it seems it might be helpful if you knew a little bit about our background, a little about the divine chaos, or miraculous meeting (laughs) that all unfolded, and the creation of our lengthy and somewhat chaotic (laughs) title and purpose for this this little bit of time that we get to share together. So a little about me. I've been a clinical counselor and in private practice for about 30 years. I am the mother of four wonderful boys and two adorable sweet granddaughters. I'm also a student of A Course in Miracles and have been for maybe 20, 25 years now. I'm a dog lover. I have two very rambunctious beagles, and I am married to my very sweet husband, Jerry, who shares in so many of my passions, Mm. my love for exercise, for nature, and my favorite, leading spiritual retreats with me. You'll find out far more over the episodes as they go, but I'm gonna hand it over to Ruth now. You wanna (laughs) share a little about yourself? Yes. So I was actually a teacher for about 10 years before I became a counselor, but I received my license in 2000 and opened my private practice in 2003 and have been doing that ever since. I have two children that are both married, a son and a daughter, and the two most adorable, sweet little one-year-old grandsons that you ever saw. I'm just a little prejudiced. I uh, think you are. I know, I I am. But they are adorable. (laughs) I love to exercise in my free time and read, and um, I'm very growth-oriented. You're all you're you. That's kind of how we and I connect. The two of us connect. Yeah, I think you're right. We're always searching. Yes, always, always searching, and always as therapists trying every technique. Yes. You know, working yes. working everything on ourselves first. Yes, because we don't believe in telling other people what to do if we're not willing to do it ourselves. Right, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I've also been divorced for seven years, and uh, yes, I know the joy of that journey. <laughs> yes, actually, I too, my marriage to Jerry is the second, as you know. So, yeah, we can relate if you are dealing with divorce. We have yes. experienced those Definitely joys. Definitely have experienced that, Yes. <laughs> So I think we need to start and talk about our miraculous meeting first. 
So tell me a little bit about where your headspace was right before we met. Okay, so it was kind of pretty darn cool how it came about. Felt like a, a love intervention that Ruth and I got to meet. Uh, for me personally, I had been, before I met Ruth, kind of on a roller coaster of emotions. Um, I've shared this with Ruth, of course, in the very beginning when we met. I was feeling kind of the bliss and awe of really incredible kind of spiritual awakening experience, mm. which I will get to sharing, mm. but I don't want to get us off track. Um, so I was feeling really excited and blissful about that. And then at the same time, a bit vulnerable and alone because really the people in my life weren't quite at a place. I don't know that most people are. I mean, mm, yes. <laughs> I feel like I have some pretty open-minded family and friends, but I don't think anyone was quite ready yes. for the things that I was needing to share for the place where I was at in my life. Mm. So I was feeling a little bit vulnerable. I'm a little worried that people might think I was off my rocker. <laughs> Um, and on top of that, the, the messages that were coming to me really didn't quite line up with this kind of small rural community mm. in which I, I live and work. So for me, right before I met you, Ruth, I was, I was in my own type of coming out experience, mm. I guess is how you might say that. And I think I was feeling a lot of anxiety about that. Mm. And I'm curious, so in the space that you were in before we met, yes. because the place that we met was was kind of cool in itself, but yes. the space that you were in, what was that? Yes, so I, I was in a, a different space than you. I've always thought of you as being a little further ahead in your journey than I am, which is such a gift and a blessing to me. I, I hear God or love itself differently but yet it so feels the same. Mm. And I had been feeling that and hearing that for a while, but I think the theme of aloneness, feeling alone, was so incredibly poignant for me at that point in time. I had just lost two really important relationships because I kind of um, accidentally came out <laughs> yeah. to two people in my life that I wasn't quite where they thought that I was spiritually. From a, from a spiritual standpoint. Yes, yes. from a spiritual standpoint. And um, I felt so very alone, felt felt so convinced that I was on, on the path that I was supposed to be on, but just very alone. And in fact, on my way to where we met the very first time, I had prayed kind of a prayer of desperation, I guess, that I would see a miracle, an unmistakable miracle mm -hmm. that day. I, I haven't heard you say it in that way before. Yes. I knew you had said you were praying for a miracle. Yes, <clears throat> yes. But I needed for it to be a very big one, clear one. Mm. So uh, thanks for sharing that, Ruth. That's Wow. Yeah. It was also, it was also hard right up until that point. Yes. Right? Yes. And then it turned out. So this is how we met. Basically, yes. I, I was desperately, well, I was needing a break and, you know, doing therapy as, as a therapist, <laughs> um, it can be draining yes. and it takes its toll over the years because yes. I think we're both pretty darn empathetic. So we tend to carry a lot. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, so I was we, I was on my way to that mindfulness training mm -hmm. in Columbus, yes. thinking that um, Columbus, Ohio, thinking that ah, this will be the nice break that I need. I'll get the CEUs that I need. I'm gonna go and be in my nice little safe space, probably in the corner of the room somewhere. <laughs> doing my introverted thing no. <laughs> and recharging <laughs> and just listening. Um, and I think I might have walked in a little bit late. Yes, I think so. I think so. And it's so funny because when we first talked about how we tend to approach our continuing education trainings, we tend to approach them in a very similar way. We both tend to be more on the introverted side Meaning that we tend to need our space. We get get recharged yes. by having time alone and needing to process a lot of stuff inwardly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so my approach when I would attend those trainings was to just kind of be in my own space and not expend a lot of energy getting to know people, kind of deciding to do lunch by myself and just be in that space, learn what I needed to learn and get the heck out of there when it was done. <laughs> yes, but as it turned out, the room was full. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you must have been in a little bit later because you were not in a corner in a quiet space I was somewhere. not. You're right about that. that. Yes. I was not. And actually, in that moment, in that morning, I think I'd had a pretty darn good meditation, mm. and I was feeling pretty connected and pretty much like love itself was right there with me and mm. something really good was about to happen. Mm. So, it, which is unusual because usually I am ready to look for the corner yes. <laughs> at any public place or go to the quiet space to recharge. Uh -huh. So I ended up sitting down right next yes, to Ruth. Yes, you did. And um, I remember you. I, I was experiencing a little bit of something that didn't feel quite quite congruent with the trainer. Yes it, was, yes. it wasn't fitting quite right. He was talking mindfulness. Yes. But something wasn't fitting for me. Yes. And, and you said something to me. I can't remember <laughs> how you said it. Yes. I want that just like that, I think. It's okay. kind of like something feels off. Yes. <laughs> and then you, I was I was really impressed because Ruth had just the right word that just fit. It was very validating. Do you remember what you said? I don't remember. You said, yes, I, I sense some cognitive dissonance. Dissonance, that's right, I did. <laughs> and, I, and yes, that was it. Like what he was saying wasn't quite matching. What we were feeling. What we were feeling, exactly, that was it. Yeah. Yes, and both you and I are energetically in tune and mm, intuitive. Yeah. And I think that comes from lots of different Right, but things. actually, I mean, when you're sitting in a therapy office, I mean, that's our... Mm -hmm. That's our gift. That's our gift, is to be able to really sense where somebody is. Yes. Whether they're saying it or not. So, yes. Yeah. So we ended up going to lunch, lo and behold, even though normally neither of us would be going out to lunch never, together. Never, never. Yes. And got to talking about a little bit about our past and our experiences. Yes. yes, and I ended up, you ended up telling me about your latest passion, writing a book. Do you remember that? Yes, and I was feeling really kind of squirrely about yes, it. Yes, you were, and I could definitely tell. Yes, because, like I'd said, I'd had this experience, this kind of, oh, I, I, you can't even say kind of. I mean, it was a really powerful mm. um, experience of 
what I think, what I figured out is what people call an awakening. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but I wasn't sure how to explain that to people. I wasn't sure who was ready to hear it and who wasn't ready to I hear think, it. I think what your exact words to me were, it's kind of sort of a devotional. And I remember <laughs> I kind of cocked my head and said, a devotional? Hmm. And there was a little part of me that thought, that's not the vibe that I'm getting mm, from I didn't her. Know that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly how to explain it. Yeah, and I'm still not great at um, giving the you know the the line that I'm supposed to give to describe the book. Yes, because it's. I think it's indescribable because of the power and impact of it. Yeah. So. So I'll, I'll just give you a little bit of this so you get the gist yes. because we're going to be incorporating some of this into our podcast. Yes, so. and these and and this is so powerful. Every time we talk about this, it just reminds me again of the power of love itself. Yes, and you know what? Every time I remember it, I go, "Oh wow, yeah, this was real," and that takes me back, you know, kind of out of my headspace, back to remembering. Yes, this is really. This is good stuff. Yes. So, so, okay, so just a little of that backstory. Yes. So over the course of my life, I've had probably at least a handful of what some would say are mystical experiences. So some of them involved like visions, um, and some maybe came as just a powerful feeling. I think when I was younger, it, f it felt more like a presence mm. with me. Um, sometimes it was a, f a real tangible physical feeling. Um, and in most of them, I've heard a voice speaking to me that wasn't my own. And they were all really powerful experiences in themselves. Probably the, one of the most powerful ones was um, after actually I was married to Jerry. And I explained that actually on one of my blogs, how, how these messages came to be. But, but anyway, they were, they were really powerful, but... I think I, I couldn't quite fully accept the reality of them into my and integrate those into my daily life. So I just kind of tucked them away thinking, ah, that's really noteworthy. <laughs> I might want to revisit that at some point, but I didn't like bring it into my daily life until at, at some point it started to dawn on me. If I've had these experiences and I've heard something other than myself speaking to me, which felt like god honestly mm. um then or jesus mm -hmm. then maybe maybe there's that voice has more to say so i decided to like intentionally meditate yes. every morning and just really have the open and willingness to hear what you would have me hear help me to know what you would have me know and that was my meditation in the mornings and I just decided I was going to be dedicated to that every morning. And wasn't that around the same time that you really made the decision to to cut out some negative things? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I oh yes, thank you for reminding me of that. I've been watching way too much news. Mm. So yes, truth be told, this was 2016 mm -hmm. probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been I've been addicted to the news. It was making me physically sick. Yes. I decided no more. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be putting so many negative things in yes in my brain. So I turned it off. Mm. Yeah, went cold turkey. Mm. Um, 
And anyway, as I began to meditate, like almost instantly, I began to hear more from this voice. And it really, it spoke to my deepest needs, my feelings, my fears. It was just like it was responding to what was deep within me without me even having to say anything. Mm. And I quickly learned it would answer any question that I had, um, except for one in particular, actually. I've asked this voice for a specific name to tell me who it is on more than one occasion. Are you God? Are you Jesus? Are you Buddha? Mm -hmm. Are you my higher self? Mm. Are you someone else? <laughs> um, at times I heard, I am who I am. Mm. And at other times I've heard, more often than not, actually, I think I only heard the I am who I am once. And then I heard, we are all one and the same. Mm. You need no name. So for me, I have come to call this voice the voice of love itself. Because oh. that's really, whatever name, I guess the name is irrelevant. Yes. <laughs> it's love speaking. It's love. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up, um, Ruth kind of pulled it all out of me. Yes, yes. <laughs> I kind of have a way of doing that, I think. You're pretty good at it, yeah. 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 And we both ended up sharing how we were both kind of feeling like we were having this coming out yes. experience. Yes, and that even though our journeys were slightly different, there were so many similarities and such such power mm -hmm. in And I journey. think we both have had that experience of just this connectedness yes. with with the presence of love. Yes. And we were so able to recognize it in each other and know mm -hmm. how powerful our journey, or how powerful our journeys are separately, but how much more loving and powerful they could be together. Mm, yes. Well, and to me, it felt like it was love responding just by the very act of bringing us together yes. in that moment when we were both feeling so vulnerable yes. and so needing somebody yes. else to walk that walk with us because it was scary. It was very scary. Yeah. And and I had just prayed for my big miracle. Yes. <laughs> yes. And there it was. There it was. Yeah. And you said you you pretty much never go to Columbus for those trainings. I don't. So, yeah. I don't because I live in Northeast Ohio. So I just saw that there was a mindfulness training in Columbus, and my son lives there. And I thought, ah, I'll mm -hmm. just, I'll just do it. So yes, I never go there. Well, and you know what? That. Here you are helping me again because you're doing this podcast with me so that we can, you know, do what we both have found that we love to do, which mm. is to, gosh, how do you put that in a nutshell? You, to just really, for one, just soak in these messages because yes. that's what I started doing was sending the writings just on my phone in a text to Ruth. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then we'd end up in these lengthy conversations uh -huh. about what they meant and mm -hmm. how applicable it is to our lives. Yes. And I would end up having this hard-to-describe physical feeling of just release and lightness and... Mm. Yes, ind indescribable. Like whatever had been weighing on me, the heaviness of it was given over to that presence of mm. Jesus, God, love itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we just, yeah, so we ended up realizing how much we just love to share that. And when we talk about it, it takes us into that space. Yes. And so it helps us to feel to live more awake. Yes. 
because when we're not talking about it, you know, what you put your mind on yes. is where you go, right? Absolutely. So yes. as, yeah, when, when we're just letting our minds get preoccupied by all the worries and things, that's not really where we want to be. We want right. to learn how to live awake. Yes, yeah. learn to live awake. So, so we really love, love, love to soak in these messages and unpack their meaning as they relate to our everyday trials, traumas, mountaintop experiences. Um, but because we're therapists mm -hmm. and humans, yes, we have our own history of trauma and yes. stress, right? Yes, we both do. And we can't help but see the psychological implications and the correlations mm. beneath these messages. We can't help but notice how difficult it is to try to live awake when everything around us in life seems to be screaming, look, yes, look here, shouldn't you be fixing this? Yes, shouldn't you pay be attention doing this? to me. Yes. Or worse yet, when we're just getting tripped up with that fight or flight response, yes. that trauma response, which we both also, as therapists, even though We've been doing this for so long, and we've worked all of our own therapy. Mm -hmm. We still get triggered, right? Absolutely. So hence the psychotherapy piece that we wanted to bring into this. Yes, yes. Because we're like, other people should get to hear these conversations. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, we want to share our tidbits of, for daily peace, for healing, through the blend of both these spiritual lessons that have come through in these messages and the psychotherapy tools that we've learned over our, is it a combined 60 years of yes. trainings and experiences? Yes, 60 years. Yeah, yeah. And most of all, we really want our listeners to know, I'm looking over at Ruth, she's getting all choked up. I, I can am. See it. I just yeah. can't believe the fullness of this, that it's come full circle. Yeah, I feel, I that feel we get to be at this place. So blessed, yes. so grateful. And, the, and that's what we really want our listeners to know. We want to be able to connect with you. We want you to know that you are so not alone. So not alone. That life is hard. Yes. But yet, there's, there's so much more. There's so much bliss to be experienced. So much. <laughs> yeah. So to recap, right? First and foremost, we want to have some laughs and some validation that you're not alone on this jacked up journey of our life. Yes. <laughs> I think we'll, well, yeah, we'll go into detail about the jacked up journey yes. as we go. We definitely have some stories to share. We have personal journeys. We have, yeah, just, we've just gotten to be so privy and blessed to work with so many people yes. through so many trials through their lives. Um, and then we'll see what love itself has to say. So together we wanted to bring you in to be able to unpack these messages with us. And yeah, whatever way fits for you from the standpoint of love speaking right yes and then we'll wrap it up with some psychotherapy tidbits and some spiritual concepts that we want to take with us through the day so we hope that you will join us on this journey and um, that you'll find your peace yes and that you will kind of get to experience more moments where you feel a little bit more awake right awake Fully awakened. Yes. We want to know more bliss and less stress. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's see. Was there any housekeeping we need to do? Oh, I guess I should let you know that, you know, if you want to know 
a little bit more, you can go to my website, theheartsway.org, and there are some meditations there. There's more messages from love itself. There's blogs. You can get a sample chapter of my upcoming book, which is called Your Indelible Worth. And you can also find links to Heartsway on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even some fun and inspiring mugs, journals, posters on the Heartsway Etsy store. So all those links are found at the website, uh, heartsway.org, theheartsway.org. All right, until next time. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Peace.